A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Uh, hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. Yes, and we are pulling through. We're figuring it out. We're doing this week's episode if it's the last thing we do. I know. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah. We we try to aim to record. Oh, that's my phone. Let me put it on silent. <laughs> we try to aim to record on like a Thursday or Friday, but it just wasn't yeah. in the works for either of us. It's just is what it is. So <laughs> it is Sunday at like 11. We should be at brunch. <laughs> You I know, know. the things we do for Taylor. We're here. Uh, we should be. No, I was gonna say we should have high tea, but it's what time is it in? <laughs> what time is it in London right now? It's like five hours ahead. No, it's not high tea time there either. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I guess maybe six hours from us. Well, there That's, you go. I don't know. Should... No one. None of the cool Londoners do high tea. Okay, uh, they'll nope. rip you apart if you suggest it. <laughs> Leah Banks. We have a friend who's obsessed with London. Like she yes. even had a podcast. I don't know if I don't think they're still running because the other host got married and just kind of like found love with her husband <laughs> and didn't want a podcast. But it was all about London. But she definitely likes high tea. We so. should have had her on for this episode. She oh. could have given us all the all the insight on. We uh, should have. She would have loved it. She'll <laughs> listen to this and she'll be so upset. But I went to. I've been to quite a few, um, maybe one or two tea related, London related yeah. events that she's she's thrown. So she's one of those Americans who <laughs> will be taken alive. In London, yeah. expensive high tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, but I'm glad we got to do this. I'll be out of town next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't have an episode the following week. So we got this one. We got our shuffle oh. um, song of the week. It's London Boy. We're here to dis- dissect and discuss. Um, but there's a little bit of Taylor news, I guess, before we get into the song of the week. What is um, it? I guess the big news is and I don't know how big because Taylor herself didn't write about it but Taylor Nation uh, announced that there was a partnership with Urban Outfitters oh, yeah. to do mm-hmm. some folklore merch mm-hmm. um, which seems like a little like late I don't I don't understand why the folklore versus Evermore push um, I don't understand how that partnership came to be and like mm-hmm if they just asked if they could do it or if Taylor's team reached out to them to do it for folklore promo. Um, Evermore is just not getting love. I'm really curious about why that is. <laughs> Which album do you like more, Folklore or Evermore? I mean, I like Folklore more, but and, it's, Evermore is the more recent. Maybe but, they'll do it in like a December, but a they December haven't, line. But they, sh- like you said, like Folklore has gotten so much more love than yeah. Evermore, like, even throughout this whole like – I guess it's an era because they're together. Um, We didn't get any like long pond studio sessions. (laughs) I like, I think they're probably within the same era. And so maybe she's just given more love for, to folklore because it's done better. Oh boy. It's weird. It's weird. I know. Did you see the urban outfitters merch? Um, yes. And I try to go online, but apparently the link isn't like, they're not putting stuff online until next week. Um. And I am not going, if anyone has ever <laughs> been to Houston, I'm not going, going to the Galleria, which yeah. is like parking, traffic, construction is terrible in Houston. I'm not going there to look at merch that I may or may not like, <laughs> especially in They used this- to have one in Rice Village, but it closed. Yeah. Especially in this like pandemic yeah it's not worth it i'll say that right now i was curious about it because i was like well maybe it'll be higher quality than you know the umg stuff um but it it wasn't really my vibe it's Mm -hmm. like they had like a crop top that said august slipped away and i'm like when are you gonna wear that like now september 1st like what (laughs) it's end of august right now you're actually it's in september you can wear all through september because august slipped away yeah but then it's like january and you're like wearing this shirt I mean, it doesn't matter because it's a Taylor Swift lyric, but it's like, that's the best lyric you could pull from. It's just like such a random lyric. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was, um, they had like a, like a album art t-shirt, obviously, but there was an, there's a hoodie that had another line on it. And now I'm trying to remember what song it's from. You know, they also, Taylor Nation used the, lyric meet me behind the mall which is also from august 
So maybe it was just like an August drop. But why not do okay, it? I have at to beginning. zoom in on this sweater. <laughs> like do it at the beginning of August. Yeah, I'm like, wait, I I wonder if it's all just August lyrics now. I have to look this up or it'll drive me crazy. I mean, I understand Meet Me Behind the Mall because most Urban Outfitters are in the mall, <laughs> so that's catchy. Yeah. <laughs> but they should have dropped it like August 1st. It just would have made more sense. <laughs> well, that's why I'm confused. Is this a project? Like it's, oh no, the other, the hoodie says, I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm, which is from folklore. Or no, it's from, mm. I don't know. What is it from? Well, they Google? think love's for secret, but I would die. They think love's for sure, but I would die for you in secret. Devil's in the details. Oh <laughs> Why my can't gosh, I, get to I the don't lyric, know. I'm... The title. Uh, would it be enough? Oh, peace. I got yes. it. <laughs> You're like, let me say the lyric. And like, you can hear my clicking. Google, 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 Google. Google cause yeah. So it's from Peace. And then there's the folklore al- album art. August slipped away into a moment in time. Crop top, uh, bag, and a poster. If yeah, Don't you get the poster and the bag if you go and buy anything? They just give it oh, to you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So oh, that's, okay. that's a free perk. I think I don't Freebie. think there's... I don't think there's like a minimum purchase, but I think if you go and buy something, you get the poster and the bag. So well, look at that. <laughs> maybe they're just trying to is, – is that like – is this Urban Outfitters exclusive or is it like merch Taylor's made and it has – I don't know. It says it's the Folklore Urban Outfitters collection. Okay. I have no idea how Urban Outfitters usually works. I clearly didn't do my research, you know, when I saw this happen last night. Yeah. Um, but it's there if you want to go check out Urban Outfitters for some Taylor Swift merch. And not every single Urban Outfitters has it. I saw people yeah. who've gone to Urban Outfitters. It's not there. People who are smart and call their Urban Outfitters to see if they have it and they hadn't. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, before you guys go, call and make sure. Yeah. Because I would have been very upset if I went through all that traffic and trying to find parking and like big <laughs> mall because you guys, it's crazy and only to find out that it's oh, not yeah. there. <laughs> no, no no bueno um but taylor was also in the news because of a few of her um i guess first of all i went and saw free guy which is the ryan reynolds movie this weekend was it good because um, i want to see it was it. good yeah okay. i was pleasantly surprised i i never liked the trailers i felt like the trailers weren't like capturing me mm-hmm. but the movie was a lot better than the trailer <laughs> and it has the girl from killing eve which yes I yeah it has jodie comer yeah and um and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, no, like Taylor Swift Easter eggs, unlike in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was being interviewed in a press, you know, a press interview before the movie, and Ryan Reynolds was asked if he was honored mm-hmm. with the folklore track of Betty name dropping all of his kids, or you know, if he was if when he heard Taylor was using his her, his kids' names in her song, if he was at all worried what the song would be about with his daughter's <laughs> names. <laughs> and he was like, he he was very sweet and not like sarcastic or silly at all. He was just like, no, we we trust her implicitly. It was just exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it has nothing to do with our daughter's names. It's just their names. And he yep. said that they didn't tell them ahead of time that they'd be featured, that they just got to hear it on the Taylor Swift track. <laughs> oh, what a life they live. I know. Imagine uh, being like, t- like, Aunt Taylor, Aunt Taylor, like because that's <laughs> yeah. what they probably call her is like Aunt Taylor, you know, because they're so close yeah. or something like that. That's so strange. I grew up as like, oh, that's just Taylor. That's yeah, just just, oh, just my name over? being dropped on a <laughs> yeah. worldwide trending album <laughs> by a global superstar. No biggie. Yeah. Um, they already I mean, live when, weird lives anyway. I was gonna so. say with Blake and Ryan <laughs> being your mom and dad, it's no biggie. It's unimaginable experience um but aaron desner who is preparing for the rollout of his big red machine record he was also talking a little bit about taylor swift um in an interview he did and he shared that um like he said we talked a lot about how did it actually happen that we made so many songs together in such a short period of time it's kind of abnormal and it's hard to sustain you have the streak going but you don't know when the ideas or the inspiration or the spark will extinguish um and they were talking a lot about obviously taylor folklore evermore and then Mm -hmm. taylor's work on big red machine and how big red machine is all about these sort of collaborative spirits um but that quote especially made me curious if you think they're still working on songs because 
he didn't, you know, he, he sort of implied that the spark has not yet died or the inspiration has not yet extinguished. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think there's other stuff in the works? I'm sure there are. There are. There is. I don't know what, what word to choose there, but I'm, there probably is because it doesn't even need to be on like the sister track, but it could yeah. you know, flow into a new Eric, flow into his music. I was reading the same article and one thing that I, you know, I'm not really familiar with Aaron Dessner, The National, Big Red Machine. That's something that I haven't really uh, listened to in the past. I didn't really know who he was before Taylor Swift. You know, I'm just yeah. – local Swifty over here don't know anything else about (laughs) any other indie music one thing I found really interesting was he had said that Taylor helped him find his voice yeah and I I I thought that he was already like in all these other bands singing and throughout reading this article I found out that he was more of like kind of like a backup support production he was in the national but it was more like he's like a musician yes and so Going into Big Red Machine and this new project of his, which is kind of like not new, but because it's Big Red Machine has already been around, but you know he he was the lead singer in a lot of it, and he was nervous to do mm-hmm. it, but Taylor helped him through it, and I didn't realize that that was his story. I thought he yeah. had always been someone who was like on like the lead singer, the lead track. So it it's so interesting because I've read so many things about how Taylor has really helped people find their voice or find their um, their place in the music industry. And it's just, just like iconic. And it's so interesting to see how this 15-year-old girl who was going around begging people to take her single in Nashville is now this person who is helping established musicians find their voice. It's, yeah. it's insane. I know. It'll be cool to to hear it because he seems like such a nice guy like even in his interviews I'm just like what a tender dude (laughs) I know I'm like oh I want to play hacky sack with you (laughs) (laughs) but um Taylor Swift was interviewed for it or like the interviewer asked her for Mm -hmm. a comment too and she said um she really appreciated Desner because of how his music unlocked new ideas for her and she talked about how um his instrumental tracks feel so immediately intensely visual. Like the first time I heard the track for Cardigan, I saw high heels on cobblestones. I knew it had to be about teenage communications. She said, I've always been so curious about like people with synesthesia who see colors or shapes when they hear music. And the closest thing I've ever experienced is seeing an entire story play out in my head when I hear Aaron Dessner's instrumental tracks. Mm -hmm. Well, he calls them sketches. Yeah. So, it, it yeah. Was, so she was like, oh, like when you when you come up with a sketch, send it to me. And she's like, oh, now it makes more sense. Like after receiving this track, he, she saw the cobblestone. She's like, sketches, it just makes more sense. Like why he calls yeah. him that. I know. It's it's kind of interesting to hear that and then think of how folklore evermore, you know, these fictional mm-hmm. type of stories, these thematic driven stories um, came to be and and then also you know suddenly you're preparing for a episode on london boy and you're like wow mm. maybe <laughs> maybe well, we could have dealt with this sketch there it's a total <laughs> uh, she, yeah it's a total like scenario change because yeah. <laughs> when you think about his long pond studio and you think about how it's like in like new york up in like the rural yeah. is it rural or suburban upstate. i don't know what upstate new york you know i'm kind of thinking of um picture it before it went bad um what's the movie that people can't talk in oh that's people so can't big. talk in well they shouldn't talk or like something's gonna come kill them what is it called oh a Silence. quiet place a quiet place think of a <laughs> quiet place i like, could not think of like they can't talk it's quiet think of a quiet place like the scenario there and that's where <laughs> yeah. he's writing all his music and that's the scenario that like taylor swift Just kind like, of quiet place put- without monsters yeah <laughs> quiet place before the monsters came kind of like you know like in his because he he made his his um his like farmhouse or or his shed not a shed because it's not a shed into this you know it's a very studio it's into a studio and it's this huge beautiful vaulted ceiling studio that used to be a like places where horses hung out and Mm -hmm. then we go to london boy like it's really hard to go from like talking even talking about fearless and all the the tracks on fearless to evermore folklore and then london boy which (laughs) if you remember we were ramping up to get a london boy episode out before the pandemic and then 
the pandemic hit and we went yeah. we went into quarantine the podcast yeah. went to quarantine and we just yeah. kind of sat it out so it's kind of <laughs> which is kind of weird because it's kind of going back into that place so london boy you are <laughs> yeah. cursed yeah that's true mm. our apologies to the world um yeah no i'm i'm like excited to talk about london boy i was trying to remember how i felt about um london boy when the album first came out because it was mm-hmm. one that was sort of polarizing a lot of people were making fun of it a lot of londoners were making fun of it um reviewers either liked it because it was cheesy or hated it because it was cheesy like it was kind of one of the ones that got brought to the surface even mm-hmm. though it wasn't like necessarily one of the better ones on the track but um I was trying to remember my rankings here and I thought <clears> I had <throat> them saved but I can't find it um but I think I sort of liked it but then I was sort of like well it's silly but it's it's a peppy yes. it's a peppy jaunt yes <laughs> And Taylor had said, she said she kind of wrote this basically what it's like to be like, bye guys, I'm going away for a long time. So it's just about a girl who's in love and is following her boy to London. Yeah. yeah. I was on Reddit the other day. Yeah. And um, someone was asking about like why me was so bad. <laughs> You're like, let me lay it out for you. Let me do it. They didn't say that. It was more about, they were like, why was Brendan Yuri on me? Like he didn't change anything and you were expecting mm-hmm. something more Brendan Yuri esque mm-hmm. And so it got me thinking about Lover. And um, I have this theory about Lover, yes. the album, that I think she was just in such a creative period because she'd gone from obviously her silent era of not doing anything between um, – after 1989 and then reputation she had a very specific goal in mind which Mm -hmm. while she wrote some absolutely great songs it was also very driven on like the persona she was trying to um present and then critique and kind of undo and so it was very limited in what songs she could explore Mm -hmm. and so then you have lover she's on an entire new label she has an entirely new team um she has so much freedom because you know umg is like do what you want uh mm-hmm. we're hands off here yeah <laughs> and um or republic records i don't remember <laughs> i think it's umg um, um yeah one of those groups <laughs> whatever a new label is it's umg because i think i get like emails i think it's umg but you, you okay, can burn perfect. me at the stake if yeah. i'm wrong <laughs> i've been there before all riches. um but so lover I think it was an issue where she was super creative. She felt on fire. She got to write about whatever she wanted in whatever way she wanted. She was in her favorite place, which is butterflies and unicorns and sparkles. And then on top of that, her team were all new. She was a huge superstar going into another huge album. And they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. But I think a lot about that scene in Miss Americana where no one said anything during her pitch meeting where she's like, there's going to be 18 tracks. It's going to be called Lover. And they're just like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. this is exciting. Like, clap for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think watching her work with the producer who was always just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they were just like, yes, guys around her. And I think some of these songs are maybe not her sharpest because they were more about the emotion she was feeling as she was writing them. And, and you know, she was excited to... <laughs> to write about her London boy and maybe it is sort of a more vapid track but it's not an un you know you can see the through line through all of her music like Mm -hmm. very much with welcome to New York and whatnot but I think lover at large was just we talk about a lot how overstuffed the album is and I think this song was maybe one that just felt fun Mm -hmm. and exciting and so she plopped it in there (laughs) So do you – so obviously, like, she knew this this record label. She has been very vocal about having the freedom she wants. And, of course, her team's going to be like, okay, we want you to be happy. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do you think she would have benefited from a little more, um, <laughs> like, not necessarily Scott Bruschetta, but someone being like, um, let's, let's fine-tune this. Maybe let's make this, yeah. like, a bonus track. Like, do you think she <laughs> needed that? I think Lover at large needed a beat and a half where they could pause Mm -hmm. and think, is this the best we can put out right now? Because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, she's always restricted herself with whatever it was, whether it was like, oh, I write country or or with 1989, I'm only going to do 13 tracks Mm -hmm. or with Reputation where it's like I have to like be edgy and dark and whatever. 
And so I think Lover was finally where she was like, I am free. <laughs> and she frolicked through the woods of music and joy. Clouds. And, I would not say yeah, the Yeah, the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> she she was riding her unikitty <laughs> from cloud to cloud. And she just came up with ideas. And she's like, what if I did a feminist anthem? What if I made a political track about high school? And it's just mm-hmm. like, there's a little bit of sprinkles, you know, like fairy dust sprinkled across the album. But I think if she allowed herself to write and then maybe reject some of those tracks, yeah. the album itself would have been, would have had, because Lover has some of her best songs, oh, like yeah. period. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true. But conversations about Death by a Thousand Cuts, Cornelia Street, um, Cruel Summer, they were buried by these louder t- conversations about very London loud. Boy. And mm-hmm. like, wow, I mean, you're going on a five-hour tour through London, Taylor? Like, who does that in a single mm-hmm. day? Yeah. Part of me thinks that if it wasn't for this album and maybe the freedom that maybe her team gave her, you know, even through writing, you know, your favorite song, It's Nice to Have a Friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we did get Death by a Thousand Cuts. We did get Cruel Summer that maybe – she wouldn't have felt this freedom and openness yeah. to explore you know, folklore or evermore because she does say Miss Americana, she's been writing more than ever. So yeah. like, even though we have some of these big misses with some of these big like hits, yeah, maybe it was just, it was supposed to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think lover has its spot in the uh, eras, um, uh-huh. the albums. And maybe she knew, maybe, maybe she knew, maybe that's why I know with her personal life, but it kind of like worked together that there were only going to be four performances in, (laughs) in the U S because maybe she's like, can I, I mean, you guys don't burn me, but maybe she was like, is this album strong enough to fill up thousands and thousands of stadiums? Let me see. Like, (laughs) where is it at my, I don't know. I think she always had fun performing this album. I think she would have. I think she, you know, she was doing me every chance she got. She was all over the world performing. I know. Me. I, I was in the Good Morning America audience <laughs> yeah. having to sing to yeah. the me track over and over and over and over again. Bless everyone's heart. I just, my opinion of Lover, and it's a harsh one, is that she could have cut about six tracks off of it and mm-hmm. had, a, mm. had a stronger album. Mm-hmm. But to your point, maybe she wasn't worried about a strong album. She just wanted to have fun doing what she loved. Yeah. And, and she, was, um, she was exploring her freedom and she was excited yeah. that she had this freedom and it yeah. kind of like put together another, n- not like red, but you know how red was just so discombobbled. It's kind of like another <laughs> yeah. red. Yeah. Cause yeah, she was exploring new stuff. Yeah. It's like red except mm, not red. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, you're right. There are technically a lot of similarities. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, um, tonal changes in the album. There's a lot of different, uh, styles and um experimentation going on Mm -hmm. it's nice to have a friend like whatever the (laughs) archer all this sort of stuff um but when i think of lover unfortunately you know when i think of red you think of like the heavy hitters the deep cuts um and you forget like oh wait stay 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 is on there like you write you do have like we are never getting back together like there's a lot of pep on that Mm -hmm. whereas when you think lover i think London boy, I think me, I think you need to calm down. Like it's harder to remember the deep cuts on Lover because the conversation around this album, the um, the loudest tracks, the most controversial ones were mm-hmm. these like silly ones that mm-hmm. I think there were just one too many on mm-hmm. for the album to be taken totally seriously. True. But when I like, think of when you're in that new the new stage of having your lover and a new boy, (laughs) you do silly things and you say stuff and you're just like in your head and the cloud nines. And this album (laughs) is definitely a cloud nine album. Yeah. Well, and London boy, she, she has a soft spot for it. I mean, this is the song that inspired her Stella McCartney line, um, like her literal uh, merch line. Mm -hmm. Um, She said um, in one of her interviews that this was an idea that, she just wrote in the she couldn't sleep she had the idea in the middle of the night and she ended up being pretty proud of it <laughs> and in their secret session like you quoted it was like she in the recorded iheart radio secret session i don't remember which secret session it took place at um she talked about how she wanted to be like hey this is why i'm going here for a long time she mm-hmm. talks about how idris elba's voice is in it there's a name check of stella mccartney um 
Well, do you know that? And then she basically turns that into that. (laughs) Idris Elba. I didn't know this until, you know, looking into London Boy. I thought maybe this was a conversation that her and James Corden were having together. But it's a recording of of Idris and James on, like, his talk show. And he's talking about, like, oh, you know, you're doing a charity for, like, some woman's going to go on a date with you. What will you do? He's like, I don't know. I can go riding on my scooter. and kinda, My scooter. <laughs> you know, just around London. And it kind of makes it, – it kind of, like, prefaces you to what the song is about. It's like, oh, you're going to have an exciting time with this boy. But, babe, just show yeah. me a good time. I yeah. love you. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty heavily mocked on Twitter by London Twitter. Um, I Which think some I hear, people were like oh, – I yeah. hear being mocked – by London Twitters is kind of like a um kind of like a it's like not hazing. It's kind yeah, of like a it's a right of we passage. accept you. Like yeah. if we're going to mock you, like that's what we do best. Yeah. We have this really sarcastic <laughs> view on life. Like you're one of us if if, if we like put yeah. you like in the ringer. <laughs> They're taking the piss out of her. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <as they> must. <laughs> um yeah, I remember a lot of discourse around this song the instant it dropped. People yeah. were like someone oh. tweeted like um, if you were to do this, it would take you five hours and 15 minutes or about $35 in Uber costs to do it mm. all in one day to the point where Taylor herself had to come out and be like, this is supposed to happen over the space of three years. Like, no, no, no. You'd never make it. You wouldn't make it in one day. This is about three years. <laughs> like, well, write it like that because people not <laughs> see it like that. Someone wrote on Twitter, any guy who enjoys walking through Camden Market <laughs> and introduces you to his mates at pub in Highgate where they're watching rugby is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, I've been to London. I did a study abroad there mm. and I like I loved it. And yeah. I did go to all these tourist traps. So it was fun to hear Taylor sing about these places you that she's been London there, is known for. Like, Has Taylor been to Camden Market? I doubt it. I mean, Camden so Market big. is just a giant shopping center, basically. Yeah. And it's like, isn't it like with some knockoff stuff, too? It's like, Taylor, <laughs> yeah. you love your, your shiny rings. Like, I know you'll take like <laughs> yeah. a paper ring from Joe, but if you're buying yourself something, it's not going to be a knockoff purse. Yeah. And you're going to be spotted the moment you go there everyone's gonna see you <laughs> maybe i think she's trying to be relatable yeah. to us uh you know to people who are exactly Taylor. i mean you think of the other song that got a lot of hate and it's welcome to new york which new yorkers hated it became mm-hmm. a new york anthem to the new yorkers chagrin um <laughs> you know it was like used as the tourist um mm-hmm. ads like all over and welcome to new york is a cheesy song it's naive it's not mm-hmm. the real new york um, but there's something really charming about that naivety. There's something that reminds you about that first day you walk into New York with your dream of being a girl in the big city. And Taylor's experience in any of these places is always going to be drastically different than your average Joe yep. who's scrounging for his, you know, first vacation in two years. Like, mm-hmm. I just think you have to take it all with a little bit of, you know, grain of millionaire salt. Like, it's just <laughs> a different life experience. But she has to also make it relatable, mm-hmm, you know, like it's mm-hmm. like what would be fun about a song about her London, which is hiding out in her at her boyfriend's estate. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, she's walking through the grounds and looking at deer. Like, how is that? Like, she's building fires and like getting drunk at parties with her boyfriend's friends. Like, that's not a song mm-hmm. <laughs> that she can pitch as London exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of reviews for this were sort of like split, like we said at the beginning. Um, the Independent called it the most divisive track. Uh, mm. New York Times said it was the lover's weakest moment. Mm. <laughs> Slate mm. thought that the London references were annoying and ineffective. But NME came in with a positive Ooh. spin and said that it's not to be taken seriously, yeah. but it's silly fun. Yeah. And um I, I think that's that. something we need to remember as we walk through this. <laughs> yes. I absolutely agree with that, especially when the there's that line like, babes, show me a good yeah. time. I forget it. Like, it's just kind of like she's talking about like being in the cab in the rain. She gets, oh, just show <laughs> yeah. me a good time. It's like wherever she goes, she's going to have a great time because she's with him. Like, take me anywhere. Take me to the most touristy attraction. I don't care. I'm with my yes. London boy. I'll go there. <laughs> yeah. There's something – charming about its 
you know, American naivety. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's the same thing. Like, when I had, like, a, I don't know, there was someone who was visiting New York. And they were like, oh, my gosh, is that a squirrel? And they were so (laughs) excited because they didn't have squirrels where they were from. And they just wanted to go to the park and watch the squirrels. And it's like some people are just excited to experience something that they, first of all, haven't. Yeah. (laughs) But also, (laughs) yeah, but also it's like, I mean, as we get in this song, I think it becomes obvious that it's like, it's okay to be excited about the cheesy things because that's all we've been fed, especially Mm -hmm. as Americans in like looking at movies about London. It's like, Mm -hmm. how are we supposed to know about your little underground London experience? You know, Mm -hmm. all we have are the cliches that are featured in these movies and songs and TV shows. So it is exciting to get into a cab and it starts raining and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just like in the parent trap when she's sad (laughs) after coming home. Or love actually. <laughs> yeah. It's like Camden Market, we get to go there? It's like just a mall, but you're just excited because it's somewhere new. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, we can get into this. Reading your favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She says, um, well, Idris Elba says we could go round on my scooter, uh, you know, just riding in London. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she put that in. That's a weird one. Maybe she was talking Maybe. at cats with them and kind of telling him how she was doing a song about London Boy and gave them like the idea. And he's like, oh. And then James Camden was like, there's this bit. You should, you should put that on there. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It really sets you up. You're like, okay, we're going into this. Um, but she says... I love my hometown as much as Motown. I love SoCal. And, you know, I love Springsteen, Faded Blue Jeans, Tennessee Whiskey. But something happened. I heard him laughing. I saw the dimples first, and then I heard the accent. They say home is where the heart is, but that's not where mine lives. I think this sets you up for all the cliches of London (laughs) because she talks about Motown, which is very cliche for, like, Detroit. And then she talks about SoCal, Springsteen. Tennessee whiskey like there are a lot of things if you talk to people who aren't in who aren't Americans you say Tennessee they're like oh okay like the whiskey (laughs) or like Southern California Hollywood Motown like people are aware of those those things when it comes any New York which she doesn't mention but people are so aware of that so it kind of sets you up for all of these cliches she's going to go into when it comes to London and what we know about London and what (laughs) Londoners like roll their eyes at yeah I love it I I really like this verse I think it's so fun and it kind of gives you that like you said American highlight reel Mm -hmm. which is how Brits which is how Europeans which is how foreigners view Americans like oh you're from SoCal like yeah you must be a dumb blonde beach babe you you know like we're all saddled with cliches (laughs) and she's sort of like yeah like of course I love all this One time, randomly, this is like totally off book, and this was just so random. We were in Australia, and we had found this place uh-huh. to go cliff jumping in Australia. And I think I was like 27 and, you know, still in my prime. But there were a bunch of like 13, 14-year-old Australian kids who were like cliff jumping too. And yeah. they were like, oh, you're American. They're like, are you from Ohio? And we were like <laughs> – Oh, how do you know about Ohio? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I was like, no, we're from Philadelphia by New York. And they're like, yeah. oh, and we're like, Ohio. What? Yeah. Where do they pull they're that like, out of? Oh, you're from Houston. Do you know Beyonce? It's like, no, I'm sorry. I don't. I haven't met her yet. No, Maybe no. one day. We have close friends, though. Yeah. Same circle, of course. <laughs> um, but I do like this. Um, you see, it's like. It's just, it's a delightfully Taylor Swift moment where you have this moment of, she's talking cliches. She's like, oh yeah, like basic, you know, <laughs> chuggy. <laughs> she's being real chuggy here. Chuggy. What's chuggy? Um, I don't know what chuggy <laughs> means. Word of the day. is like a, it went viral on TikTok. It's this term among Gen Zers to talk okay, about yeah, how something that, something that people think is cool that isn't cool, like Uggs. Or yeah, or vinyl vinyl letter signs and homes like okay. home is yeah. home is where the heart is. Oh, that's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Chugi. Okay. It is. <laughs> I think I need to go back on TikTok more because I'm like, what? Yeah. Chugi, what? You gotta know. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, it's basic. It's basically basic. Okay. Um, but she's saying all that and then you get this moment of like Taylor Swift realness where she's like, I heard him laughing and that was it. But mm-hmm. then he had an accent and that's like, boom, that guy mm-hmm. has my heart forever. Yep, Which is dimples. like... Yeah, it's a very well-documented weakness for Taylor is a, a good accent. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gotten her into Terry a lot Styles, of trouble. Yeah. Boys, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Calvin Harris. Ooh, yeah. Calvin Harris. <laughs> and I love this, like, the way she starts, you know, she does her little, like, talk singing, especially in this last couplet where they say the home is where the heart is. And then she kind of gets this like throaty, but that's not where mine lives. And it's kind of <laughs> cheeky. It's flirty. It's fun. And it, and it does, it feels peppy. Like it's, it's fun when the song comes on. I just don't love where it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you like good? Is this like the only good verse that you like? And you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> um, Cause then she says, you know, I love a London boy. I enjoy walking Camden market in the afternoon. He likes my American smile. Like a child when our eyes meet, darling, I fancy you took me back to Highgate, met all of his best mates. So I guess all the rumors are true. You know, I love a London boy, boy. I fancy you. Mm-hmm. Cute. <laughs> I think it's like, it's cheesy, but she did the same thing with like welcome to new york where she's like oh west village oh lights isn't this fun and it's like Mm -hmm. well you spent like maybe one afternoon there and never went back but yes it does capture an essence a moment a thought a cliche about this place you're enjoying but i like that this verse kind of is more focused on the actual message of the song which is that she's in love Mm -hmm. with this boy and he just happens to live in london (laughs) yeah I like um I like this all the rumors are true because it's sort of a fun nod to how the whispers started about maybe Taylor's dating someone and like who is Joe Alwyn Taylor's mm-hmm. ro- rumored beau Bo. but it's also funny to think of Joe Alwyn like being like guys so I'm dating this American girl like just be cool when you meet her okay like you might know her but just be chill <laughs> and then to have taylor swift like sachet into the pub to watch <laughs> to watch i guess rugby or whatever um and they're just like what the f you're dating taylor allison swift like <laughs> that's a moment i would have loved to witness <laughs> now from what it kind of sounds like because he's from like it's a couch couches end crouch not crouch but he's from like couches end no and so. it's a little it's like a it's like a fancier place, I guess. It kind of sounds yeah, I like don't doubt it. He's not. He, it's not like he's spending all of his afternoons walking in Camden Market. Like his friends are a little <laughs> yeah. more like a little more up here, not a little not as common <laughs> as us. So I'm. I wonder. Like they might have been like, oh my gosh, you're dating, you're dating Taylor. But I don't think I, I the way we're picturing it about all these commoners being like, like me dating. I don't know, like who have Ryan Reynolds. You know, like my friends would be like, holy shit, Ashley, what? Like, but like if you're more like in the more elite crowd, like you'll be super impressed. But I don't know if it's like a. I don't know, Ashley. Okay. Like Joe Alwyn, bless his heart. Yeah. He was coming off of doing one movie. He didn't even star with anyone famous. And then suddenly to swing a Taylor Swift. That's pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty that's, hardcore. I'm saying that's pretty cool, but, like, I'm also saying that his friends aren't, like, these commoners. <laughs> like, they're going to be – yeah, they're going to be, like, shocked and, like, oh, my gosh, like, what are the odds? But I'm <laughs> I'm not – I'm picturing, like, from what, like, the what she puts places in, like, these people who are, like, in those movies where their friends are in the pub all the time. Like, I don't picture his friends <laughs> doing that all the time. Yeah, no. And no. her, like, you they, know, I – They're like, probably, yeah. They're probably – they're – they're, they probably have probably like a have secret cool. fight club. Yeah. They probably have their, their their wits about them more than my friends would have my wits about them if I was dating or married to like a cool like a yeah maybe maybe actress but maybe but I it's know. also like it's Taylor Swift you know like yeah. who are these guys to think that's pretty <laughs> but they're London people no, they're just kind of like no like no. yeah I also like this line like a child when our eyes meet because. I think it plays into, it could be read as both. Taylor has this like 
childish like earnestness to her where she's just you know you think of gorgeous where she's Mm -hmm. so obsessed with the mere appearance of someone that she's just starstruck and it's taylor swift she shouldn't be but the (laughs) idea that she saw joe alwyn across the hall and was just like i would love to take you home to meet my cats please sir (laughs) it's hard to imagine that because it's like you said taylor swift like it should be the other way around (laughs) where he's like can i come home and like can i introduce (laughs) you to my best mates and watch rugby We'll talk about uni. It'll be fun for you, (laughs) I promise. (laughs) But it's also like the line in um, Call It What You Want where it's like, my baby's walking with his head low. I'm the one he's walking to. Which I think there is just like this equality in how they each view each other, which I think is why she will talk about the American cliches versus the London cliches and how they're both just like excited to be with each other mm-hmm. while also remarking on their different like culture is a big word for what the song dives into yeah. <laughs> but yeah just like this idea of they're both in a place that they didn't think they'd ever get which is dating each other it's like whoa this is so surreal yeah and so it's like fun that they get to kind of adopt each other's um I don't know phrases normalcies whatever like I fancy you it's cute to think that when you, you spend time with someone you start to absorb how they talk to do you think that she's more absorbing more of his experiences because at that time she was looking to get away and to leave behind all the talks talking in her yeah. lives like do you think maybe she more like she's like la is a bad word don't say it around me yeah, yeah, maybe she was more open to being like i want to soak up this experience because and where when i'm with you i'm not surrounded by paparazzi i'm not surrounded by fake friends like i want this life i love how normal your life is and so i wonder if oh, yeah. she maybe soaked up a little bit more of his life than he soaked up <laughs> yeah. her life which isn't bad Clearly. like she was yeah. craving that that new the new experiences and yeah new and world. she said there's a normalcy there that she never yeah. got in la like everyone talks about how paparazzi is different abroad but also yeah there's just an indifference to the star quality of taylor you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said her friend his friends probably didn't yeah there wasn't a concern about name dropping about instagramming about like oh selling stories whatever it is mm-hmm. like she clearly found a yeah. A group of people there. My who friends would respect her me privacy. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we'd all be like pushing, publishing TikToks <laughs> for clout. Um, but so then she goes on to say, and now I love high tea, stories from uni and the West End. You can find me in the pub. We are watching rugby with his school friends. Show me a gray sky, a rainy cab ride. Babe, don't threaten me with a good time. They say home is where the heart is, but God, I love the English. It's a fun, it's a fun verse. I love the babes don't threaten me with a good time because that's basically like if you're a Londoner and you're – because that's like – that's a common phrase they say in London. But if you're a Londoner and you're like you said reading all this stuff and they're like, oh, oh, like where are you going there? And then she's like, babes, don't threaten me with a good time. So it's like very sarcastic and witty. I don't know. I think some of her best writing is rhyming pub we. With rugby. Yeah. I think that's just uh, <laughs> way you read it too. in a league of its own. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing some Eminem, Eminem stuff. Eminem in yeah. talk right now. She's pulling out his best. You can find me in the pub. We are watching, watching rugby. rugby. <laughs> it's great. It really is. If there was a shirt from, that said that, I'd probably... I'd probably buy it. Like just the pub we <laughs> existence is something that I'll always try. It'll just say pub we rugby. Like doesn't even need anything yeah. else. Just pub we rugby. And then yeah. No, it should just say you can find me in the pub we. Like it's like, what's the pub we? I, I don't know. If you know, She you know. sings it like it's one word. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is this song is like funny. And I, I do think. I do think there was an intentionality to it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's my own like Taylor Swift uh, bias coming in, but I like, like I think Taylor sat down and wrote every cliche she could think of. Not necessarily like, wasn't this a fun weekend when we did all these things? Like mm-hmm. I really don't, I don't picture Taylor doing high tea unless she's doing it ironically. Like unless yeah. Joe is like, LOL, let's go do the most basic stuff you've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't imagine her watching rugby, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I just think there's an energy to this song that's more about 
the love at the center of it rather than the details that she's using to try and highlight that, which is that, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I moved to London because I found this boy and he makes me feel so excited. So like starstruck, like everything just feels more shiny and like a rom-com happening in one of these big cities where a girl goes and finds her dream. And so it is playing into these childish fantasies of what London is Mm -hmm. because at the core of it, what matters is that she found this boy who happens to live in London. And it made a (laughs) great song out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Take that back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean I like the um I like the idea that it's like the the they they say home is where the heart is but god I love the English it's that same affectation she does in the first verse where it's very like it feels very like flirty it's kind of tongue-in-cheek it's like home is where the heart is but god I love the English it's like she can't <laughs> help herself it it feels fun. And I think if we're going to put respect to gorgeous, then you have to kind mm-hmm. of allow Taylor to to be more experimental in this, yeah. <laughs> in this um, track, too. I like how, like, cliche the song yeah. is. And it's also a cliche that Taylor Swift ended up with a London boy. Because we, <laughs> yes. we all talk about how, like, oh, London. Or, you know, there's Harry. There's Tom. Yes. Like, all these boys with all these accents. You know, it's it's a cliche she ended up with a London boy, too. Because everyone's like, yeah. okay, of course she would. Of course she would. Not that it's bad. Beautiful. Not at all. No, I know. Kind of, it's so funny. Yeah. I don't blame her. <laughs> um Rob watch so out. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes on and she sings again. Um, you know I love a London boy. I enjoy nights in Brixton, shortage in the afternoon. He likes my American smile like a child when our eyes meet, darling. I fancy you. Took me back to High Gate, met all of his best mates, so I guess all the rumors are true. You know I love a London boy. Boy, I fancy you. Mm-hmm. It's cute, it's fine. You know, I will say I enjoy the production of this song. Yeah. Um, more than the song itself because she sang it live for the Paris show, I think. Mm-hmm. And whenever that comes on shuffle, I just I do not enjoy it. <laughs> oh, because yeah, because it's live, you don't have the production. Yeah, it. it's just yeah. different. The emphasis is on the lyrics, and I'm like, mm, there's not that same like <laughs> cheerfulness to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, didn't think. Um, that. but then you get into the bridge. <clears throat> So please show me Hackney. Doesn't have to be Louis V up on Bond <laughs> Street. Just want to be with you. Want to be with you. Stick with me. I'm your queen. Like a St- Tennessee Stella McCartney on the Heath. Just want to be with you. I want to be with you. There's some fun stuff happening here, but mm-hmm. there's some other stuff that I'm not into. <laughs> what, okay. What are you into? I want to hear that. What am I not into? Yeah. Or what am I? Let's go into what you're what not, I'm not into. What I'm not into. I just... I mean, as far as Bridges, it's really unremarkable is basically the heart of it. Um, But I do like the cheekiness of telling a Brit, I'm your queen. Like, I really do (laughs) admire that ballsy attitude. That's very American. You know, this idea of like not respecting any sort of Britain authority Mm -hmm, or history mm -hmm. or, or, you know, tradition. It's like, no, I'm your queen now. Like, deal with it like this is me stick with me it's over it's like even, I don't want to hear about it it's not even I'm your American queen it's just I'm your queen yeah. Yeah, she's like let's bow down <laughs> acknowledge me now mm-hmm. the crown has been passed um and like a Tennessee Stella McCartney is a delightful line I would have admired it more if it didn't lend itself to the product placement it's become mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. really do I think that's a really sharp interesting clever image that she drew here mm-hmm. i also like that it doesn't have to be louis v up on bond street i think that that's a specific enough lyric that feels true to life where it's like you know uh, and once again she's implying that joe is not rich <laughs> she's like oh my my poor poor joe i know you can't afford louis v but it's okay i still love you like, <laughs> just show me hackney like it's fine <laughs> She's like throwing him under the ra- the radar. Like he probably could have yeah. provided me or you with a ring that we would have been like, "Whoa, that's a big yeah. ring." And then there's Taylor, yeah. like whole new level. Like, oh, yeah. it's okay. It's okay if you only spent like ten thousand dollars on it. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. This isn't ring. like the prince in me where he's like growing up on a farm, on a unable to afford college like he's a very yeah. privileged wealthy man yeah. like it's like yeah. hilarious anytime taylor tries to pretend like oh you were just trying to make some money 
<laughs> you're just trying to make some extra cash like don't worry about the ring I'll just, it's paper's fine paper babe please <laughs> it's fine but what I do like about this this uh, verse too, and I just found this out today when I was reading about it, was, um, you know, you said product placement, Tennessee, Stella McCartney. Like, obviously, that was not meant, meant when she wrote it to be a product placement yeah. because she actually called Stella for the rights to use her name. And then from that, it kind of, like, went on to its own line. But what I didn't know was that Stella bought back the stake in her luxury fashion line carrying and which held her brand until she regained full control of her business and it's very interesting because this is taylor swift's first album that she like really truly owns and she's working right now to get back her other albums whether that's by recording them i don't know she'll probably never get them back back and if she does it'll right. be a while so i kind of like how they mirror each other and how they're two women who are doing you know what you know they're trying to get what's theirs theirs back i don't yeah. know if that makes sense no, it does. That's interesting. Yeah. Stella McCartney, she does great things. She tries to be more environmentally conscious. Um, I don't know. You know, eat the rich still, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think that jacket that she was selling from Stella McCartney, because yeah. it was on when I went to New York for release week, it was on like, it was on sale, but oh my gosh. Yeah. Was not, could not oh boy. my budget. No But way. Taylor said it was affordable. So if she thinks that's affordable and she's still saying, Joe, like, don't worry about it. She must mm. think Joe is dirt poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do like at the end of this, she does like suddenly get serious in her vocal uh, mm-hmm. affectation. Like it, it's a much deeper earnest want to be with you, like want to be with you. It, it rises in the song throughout the song. She's just kind of talking through these accents. It's very light and lilty, but suddenly she puts like heart and, and emphasis behind it. And I think that kind of does show that the whole song is meant to be about that sentiment, which is that honestly, I'd be singing something cheesy if you were from Australia, if you were from like Japan, like Australian whatever. Boy. I just want to be with you, and I think mm-hmm. she's trying to reemphasize that and embrace that in this um, final sort of bridge moment. Mm-hmm. Sort of bridge. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little tiny little footbridge. Um, but then she she's spins out she says you know i love a london boy i enjoy walking soho drinking in the afternoon he likes my american smile like a child when our eyes meet darling i fancy you took me back to Highgate. met all of his best mates so i guess all the rumors are true you know i love a london boy boy oh i fancy you um so please show me hackney doesn't have to be louis v up on bond street just want to be with Throw you i fancy you oh stick with me i'm your queen like a tennessee stella mccartney on the heath just want to be with you want to be with you i fancy you fancy you oh ah. oh my gosh you should be a rapper you were throwing <laughs> those beats out <laughs> it's like it sort of reminds me of like when bad blood comes on i'm not mad but mm-hmm. i don't like seek out london boy yeah ever I'm never mm-hmm. like oh you know what I want to listen to London boy mm-hmm. I've never I don't even know what that <laughs> urge would feel like <laughs> when it comes on I'm like you know because like the production it's like light and bouncy I'm like okay I can I can stick with this but <laughs> definitely don't it's not one I like have to listen to over and over again at all like there's a songs where I like skip back to listen to it again oh yeah yeah I know London boy is like when you get into it, like you have to be in the right mood when it comes on. And mm-hmm. when you get into it, like when you that second verse hits and you're like, yes, like it's so <laughs> cheesy. It's so dumb that you just have to lean in fully. Yeah. And you're like, hack me. It's like, it's just Pub such a specific week? moment. But when it hits, it hits, it hits yeah. that serotonin heart. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what Taylor was feeling. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but let's get into the, the final questions. Okay. Uh, what is the Taylor of it all? What do you think is the most Taylor Swift line in this song? Um, I like, but something happened. I heard him laughing. I saw the dimples first, and then I heard the accent. And they <laughs> say like what the heart is. Because it kind of also, like, what I like about it, it kind of goes into the Easter egg, too, of, you know, that's – you can imagine her at the the Met Gala in her gorgeous outfit, yes. turning around and seeing this boy, the buzz cut, who, like, you know, she heard him laughing. She turned around <laughs> and saw the dimples and then heard the accent. She goes, okay, I can look over the hair. That can be fixed. <laughs> that can be fixed. So kind of like those kind of go hand in hand with me. I like those lines. Yeah. yeah. I like the line similarly. Uh, they say home is where the heart is, but God, I love the English. Yes. I think that is like the way she sings it. Mm-hmm. The fact that it exists is very it's just like 
unapologetically Taylor. She's Mm -hmm. taking Mm -hmm. a piss out of herself, so to speak. (laughs) Um, I think it's a good reminder that it's like everyone wants to joke about how she has a type and she's like, yeah, I freaking do. And look at me now. (laughs) Gotta love it. Um, Okay. Well, uh, Easter egg, did you want to explain it further? Or is that? I mean, I guess like if you're a Swifty, you know, Taylor and Joe met at the Met Gala. Yeah. Then she went home and she Googled him. They became friends. And then the rest is history. Just (laughs) to all of lover and reputation. And then you'll be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Easter egg is um, Idris Elba's appearance here. I I just think anything that reminds me (laughs) that Taylor Swift was in Cats will always just be like a treasure and a half. It's like, wow, that is that's a fact I forgot on the regular. But Idris Elba just popping in here to remind us of their connection forged in the green screen um, kitten school mm-hmm. extravaganza that was cats, the musical and, you know, James Corden too, I guess, since it's from mm-hmm. his show, but well, he I'm says, glad that's Oh, on there. I'd, Oh, I'd that's James <laughs> Corden. That's James yeah. Corden right there. So he's a little Perfect. bit in it. And then you hear her laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the final score? Ooh, I'd say a B minus because the production, yeah. I really love the production. It's yeah. B, it's like the, you know, makes you like really want to like just sit in the car, <laughs> depending on the moment you're in, like you said, and we're like sing it out loud. The B minus. Yeah, yeah I said you? the same. I think it's, oh, it's wow. saved by production. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, yeah, Taylor Swift doesn't have to write a masterpiece yeah. every time she writes a song. Um, I love Shake It Off. I love uh, we are never ever getting back together. I think those songs are a lot stronger than this song, mm-hmm. but there's something delightful about the uh, production of this. I just think it unfortunately distracted from a lot better songs on Lover. Yeah. Yep. Um, so is this making the set list? I mean, it would have. Yes, it would have <laughs> been. It would have been on the set list for sure. I, I would have not enjoyed that. I mean, it probably would have turned out to be fun, but like I said, hearing it live, I was like. I'm imagining her Victoria's Secret runaway show where she was wearing like all of the like her the flag. flags. That's what she'd come out wearing. Just that. She's like, hello. And maybe all of her London friends would have like come out. Maybe she would have the Spice Girls, you know, yeah. London, like and because she was going to say lovers and friends. Yeah. Yeah. All she would have been like, mates. please welcome to the lover's stage. Every Brit I've ever known. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's a song that exists. I yeah. I did want to ask this mm-hmm. or Welcome to New York. What Welcome to take? New York. Welcome to oh. New York. Yes. Just because you like the song itself more or you like New York more? or No, I think it's just something that like can really be played in the background. It doesn't really take over my whole existence. If this is on, it takes over my whole existence. What about you? What do you? Do you like? I do welcome to New York. I'm okay. just way too attached to that song okay. for obvious well, reasons. Yeah. Yep. Because you were 22 in New York when this album came out. For obvious <laughs> yeah, it was reasons. a good time. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and and I'm, I'm not so mad about using cliches in London Boy. It's more that it just feels kind of like, like Welcome to New York is about a very specific feeling, which is your first big move, like into mm-hmm. adulthood, like being on your own. And the magic of feeling like you made a dream happen for the first real time in your life. At least that's what it means to me. Whereas this is like, I think she just wanted to write a love song. And it got buried in like her Googling like top 10 tourist destinations <laughs> in London. She's like, hey, Joe, She's what like, are okay. some of the most like cliche places in, in London to go? Yeah. She's like, what's Southgate? I don't know. I'll put Soho in here. Like, I don't know. That sounds I, cute. Soho. Yeah. I'd go there. Yeah. I don't believe a single thing that happens in this song Mm-mm. except Mm-mm. for I fancy you and like I want to be with you. <laughs> like that's the truth. And yeah. it's just like the dressings of it all don't feel as sincere, even as something like Welcome to New York, where I do imagine her walking into her apartment for the first time and it's empty and she's like, Oh my gosh, I made it. Let's go to the West Village and celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Whereas this just feels like kind of like the highlight reel of someone else's London experience. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Welcome to New York can sound like that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very privileged uh, New York yeah. experience too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's London Boy. I uh, I'm glad we got to 
get it get off the list. One done. <laughs> check, check, check. A good one to yeah. go out for like, you know, a, a week of silence after this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just contemplate life. Yes. Start planning. Think about better things to come. Start planning your itinerary to London, people. Make sure you go to Hackney <laughs> and, you know, Soho, yeah. all these places. Camden, You'll see Taylor yeah. there. She make goes sure. there every weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a five hour round trip hitting all the sites. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. And I don't think we have, there's not been a lot of like, information to soak up on dirt tea conspiracy taylor's been pretty quiet but on august 27th we do have the red big red machine album coming out and taylor's on one of the songs so maybe that'll be the next song that we we do is the next big red machine taylor swift song maybe that'll be it (laughs) you know um, yeah no i have no tea but uh okay. you can always find us share the tea spill the tea um we're swiftish podcast on instagram we're swiftish pod 13 on twitter mm-hmm. we're swiftish podcast at gmail.com yes. if you want to send us an email and we are um we have a discord chat on our patreon mm-hmm. if you want to support us there we appreciate it it lets us fund this elaborate setup you can see <laughs> my pink chair making dreams happen yeah um and that's patreon.com backslash swiftish podcast mm-hmm. but you guys until next time i'm ashley and i'm shelby and taylor we fancy you <laughs> yeah <laughs>